Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Likes you because they don't respect your tweets because you're all over the place. Luis Rojas on today's show talking about... Mr. Cespedes, where he's going to play, what he's going to do for the Mets. Blue Jays are not allowed to play in Toronto. The Jays manager reacts. Jays thinking about possibly playing some games in Pittsburgh. Just when the Pirates need to share their stadium with the Blue Jays. Aaron Noll will get the Phillies opening day nod. Yavaldi for Boston. Giolito for the White Sox. Charlie Morton for the race. Shane Bieber for the Tribe. Anthony Rizzo says he's close to being able to go. How do you think Josh Donaldson's going to do with the Twins? You think they're going to be tough again like they were last summer? Julio Tehran says he's uh, had the Hanta. That would be the COVID to you, mister. Braves remove a tomahawk chop sculpture from their stadium. Fan question today. Plus, our two, John Rahm, now the number one player in the world in golf. Tiger was all over the place at Memorial. Uh, and then uh, he has a major PGA championship decision on his hands now. Jack Nicholas and his wife both had COVID at one point, but I think it was back in April uh, early on, and they're fine now, obviously. They were at that golf tournament, his golf tournament. Great NHL phase three testing numbers, only two positive tests over 2,600 tests taken. Hornquist and eight other Penguins allowed back at camp. The question is, where's Sid Crosby? Why is he not practicing? He's got a hidden injury. Something's wrong with him. Tarasenko, back with the Blues, will be on the second power play unit. We welcome in our radio affiliates on Coast to Coast. I'm Pharrell on a Monday. Good to have you with us. Don't forget Sports Good Radio overnights for all events, 1 a.m., Sports Rage, 3 a.m., Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. You get Marenzi and Wetzel at 3 and 5. We're Gandhi. Check us out on our YouTube page. Search Sports Grid Radio. Uh, so we got your Norris finalists, your Selkie finalists. That's for top um, forward, a guy that plays both ways, both ends, defense, offense, does it all. And then Patty Kane wants to play for Team USA in 2022 Olympics. Smitty is on today's show from the morning after. Jared Smith joins us at around 5.12 Eastern time. We'll talk NBA rack with him, including Vogel, LeBron, Budenheiser. Uh, he's talking about uh, Giannis. Silver is on the show. Doc Rivers talking about Kawhi. Jalen Brown makes C to C today. Rick Carlisle on talking about Doncic and what he means to the Mavs on the floor and off. Must see games in the NBA restart. Can you believe it's this close? 
the barbershop being built in the bubble. I've seen it. It's pretty cool. Pat Beverly says Lillard is his toughest assignment to guard in the NBA. Mello losing some weight for the restart. Nurkic, Collins, back are the Blazers for real. Steven Jackson gets into it with Barkley. Who doesn't Steven Jackson get into it with these days? My God, dude, you are the purveyor of hate. Who don't you hate, bro? Can someone shut this dude's mouth, for Christ's sakes? Honest to God, he just, oh my, what has happened to you, bro? You were saving the world one day with Black Lives Matter. Now you hate everyone's guts. Jews, whites, Barkley, who don't you hate? Honest to God, dude, look in the mirror. You're pathetic. You are absolutely pathetic, dude. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop already. No one, can't your mama tell you to shut up? Anybody? Your dad, your lover, somebody, no one's telling you're an ass. God almighty. Jesus. Pray for his soul. Pray for his soul. (laughs) Get out the Jack Daniels. It's coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, I've been uh, cutting back on coffee. I average 20 cups a day. And uh, I had uh, an average of, of one cup of coffee since Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, one cup each day, one and a half on, on uh, Saturday. And uh, Mafia just asked in the break if um, I had started drinking booze again after my reaction to Steven Jackson. I said, no, that's just coffee withdrawals, bro. Everything's under control. Rick Harrell is our sports business and legal insider from Harvard. And here he is. What do you think, Rick? Do you think I can actually cap a salary cap on coffee down to uh, two cups, no more than two cups a day? Can I handle the new salary cap? Impossible. You'll be well over it after two holes of golf. I've seen the way you live your life, certainly the way you play. And there's no shot at that. By the way, I have another comment. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. I won't divulge his name, but his name is Joe Ranieri. He just said that I look much better than you do today. Is that correct? 
Actually, when you weren't on, he said that you looked like you were going back to another funeral to us. I just wanted to say, yeah. like, there's hey, you know, two sides the to the sandwich. Yeah, the other side of the sandwich is the economical side. So until things get squared away in my financial life, uh, I'm not washing this shirt and I'm not washing this coat, just so you know. Listen, nobody knows. They call you the mortician when we're uh, not live. <laughs> Secondly, what I'm wearing right now, I got the Don Johnson look. I could get leg at any club or bar anywhere, even an outdoor restaurant in New York. You look like you're the tax man coming to somebody <laughs> get their money. <laughs> not All appropriate right, so. on July 15. Not appropriate. Go ahead. We got yeah. All right. So uh, baseball is back this week. Rick, can you even believe it? Like, I almost think it, it can't even be true that Thursday we're going to have opening day with Cole and Scherzer. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, it's unbelievable how it snuck up on us. And some should say, would say it should have happened July 4 weekend if the players and owners just realized the opportunity they had. Yeah, true. And there are some cities you can't believe it because it ain't going to happen. So 176-page back-to-work report filed to the Canadian government at all three levels by the Blue Jays, still not enough. So a week before their Monday home opener, they're looking at Buffalo, they're looking at Dunedin, they're looking at other places, they're looking at sharing other facilities in Major League Baseball. So, listen, there are a lot of weird things happening this year, and that's one of them. Washington thought that would be the case, too. They had to pass protocol in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, and they did it. Well, uh, so why would uh, they be able to pull it off in Dunedin, Florida, with all the uh, heat down there and afternoon thunderstorms and everything else? That's not an indoor stadium. Uh, are, are there better options? What is wrong with Buffalo? I'm going to ask later. I'll ask uh, Cam and these guys may know more because I heard him say that there's issues with Buffalo. What are the issues? Well, the issue is it's not Toronto. And, you know, and Cam is so Canadian-centric, he wants everything done in Canada. I think it's probably going to be the way it happens is Toronto, is Buffalo. And upstate New York, they'll want the economics of the television exposure of that. So it probably will happen that way. You know, Dunedin is not the issue of the thunderstorms. They could deal with that. The issue is the COVID spike. And they already tested positive when they trained in Dunedin, remember, a few of the Blue Jays. So just the fact that they've got to find another location, they're going to do it. Luckily, they're not home this week. They're away. They're home on Monday. There are a lot of other issues. Uh, HKS, the architects that designed Globe Life Stadium in Arlington, where the Rangers play, they were pre they were preparing for a uh, March 28th gala, which would have been unbelievable. Now it'll be the end of this week, and they're opening their new stadium. But a lot's changed in the last four months, to be sure. Opening their new stadium to play baseball in it with no fans, uh, they're not going to let, what are they, are they still clamoring for half attendance in Texas? I mean, isn't the whole state dead at this point to begin with? Well, they're clamoring, but they ain't going to get it. And so nobody in Texas is going to get any public attendance for any event. The governor has gone the other way from it's a free country. You can wear masks if you want to you better wear one because you'll die if you don't. Somewhere in between might be the right answer. And Texas is still spiking, just like my state here in Florida. It's still spiking. And so the whole idea of the pandemic, as we said, as we get through our 15 to watch, you can grant the greatest plans in the world. But if you can't accommodate what nature is going to do to you, then uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You can just roll with the punches. Rick, uh, let me ask you, what are the media restrictions at these ballparks? 
Yeah, they just came out with a media plan, and that's another interesting thing. We put it on our list. Uh, there are going to be 150 uh, restricted media at every game, but it's not really media. There are scouts. The beat writers have to do things. There will be spaces uh, between the seats and the press box as well. You could argue that there are going to be a lot of seats because you could just sit out anywhere you want to in the stands. That's what a lot of media does in European soccer. But still, the COVID testing, the procedures, all of that are very important, by the way. So uh, there are going to be some restrictions that media won't like, but Major League Baseball has to control the people inside the bubbles, and there are 32 bubbles. Are uh, scouts being replaced by analytics these days? Well, they are, especially in the case of limited numbers. Uh, the teams don't have X numbers of people. Baseball will control the number of people inside the bubble besides the front office and some of the immediate people uh, involved with the teams themselves. So, yeah, hey, Billy Bean uh, and uh, uh, the guys that wrote Moneyball had it envisioned that the old scouts couldn't get in. Now they can't get in because of coronavirus. The numbers guys will win out over the old scouts. Rick Haro with us, our sports and business legal insider from Harvard on Coast to Coast on a Monday. Our radio affiliates uh, listening in as well. Uh, watch parties. Everybody wants a watch party uh, for sports. Uh, what does that mean? Everybody's having uh, backyard bashes and watching sports, or is that just a chance for all of my uh, wife's friends to get together with their boyfriends? Well, you know, I don't know what they're going to do there, you and your wife. And and I, you know, what after after a number of years and, and meeting her. I, I don't know how she puts up with you, but it's part of the act. I got to tell you, one of these days she's going to walk up to you and say, "I'm done. It's over." Oh. No, no, she's not. No, because I'm so good in bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know what? I didn't even hear that. What did you say? Your your hair is red. I, I didn't hear you. So listen, you heard 70, me. Yeah, I heard you. I did hear it. Seventy six percent of the fans that were surveyed by Harris Insights wants something beyond just watching TV. That's what this watch party idea is all about. The season ticket list is going to be one of the most important assets that major teams in all sports are going to have in the fall. Follow me on this. There are going to be people who really, really want more than just watching a game on TV. After all, they paid to go to the stadium on a regular basis, but they can't go. So interactivity, crowd noise. We'll talk about the crowd noise in a minute. But there's extra content that's necessary, including the need for social interaction among fans. So you're going to see a lot of teams create some kind of social uh, ability on social media to relate to each other on TV, fan to fan during the games with the announcers tuning in. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but now that we know probably fans will not be at stadiums, you have a lot of television networks trying to get creative. Respectfully, I got 90 seconds. The LPGA is back here at the end of the month, right? August 2nd, uh, ending that tournament in Inverness, Ohio. They've got some of the same issues. They're not going to have fans, just like the Memorial did not on the male side in Ohio. But uh, PPP and other gear, just the same kind of protocol as you have for the men. The women are going to start, except they're going to use it as a laboratory to see how the players are performing. Whoop is a company that talks about physical uh, devices to measure heart rate and otherwise they're going to put them on the golfers on the golf course. Mike Juan, the LPGA commissioner has a lot of creative ideas. I got 50 seconds. Tell me about Wubble. Yeah. Wubble is the WNBA bubble. 
It's IMG's Academy in Bradenton. WNBA comes back this next weekend, the Seattle Storm, New York Liberty, following the same kind of COVID procedures as the mubble, the male bubble over in Orlando. And the wobble is very important because 12 teams have to play all of their games in this uh, arena, uh, the IMG Academy, just like the WN, just like the NBA is doing. And again, CBS Sports Network, ABC, ESPN, that's the key because they'll all be on television. So when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the NFL and all of their players have massive concerns about their health and safety. And uh, that's kind of brewing right now. Is there a little problem they got going with the owners and the players on coast to coast? You're watching Sports Grid. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I'm Cam Stewart. There's Sports Grid News and betting update. You want the edge? Get on the grid. The San Francisco 49ers and disgruntled running back Raheem Mostert recently spoke to clear the air and get on the same page moving forward after Mostert requested a trade earlier in July. Mostert agent Brent Tesler publicly called for his client to be traded after months of unproductive contract talks. Despite not starting a game, he led the Niners with 772 yards rushing and eight touchdowns. He's seeking a salary bump which would bring his pay in line with teammate Tevin Coleman, who makes 4.55 mil a season. Mostert currently makes 2.575 the New York Jets and Giants announced today that fans will not be permitted at MetLife Stadium until further notice. The Las Vegas Raiders set to play at New Allegiance Stadium for the first time in 2020, but with the pandemic escalating, owner Mark Davis is leaning towards keeping his $1.9 billion home closed to fans. I don't even know if it's safe to play, Davis told ESPN's Paul Gutierrez. Davis insists that no fans attend. He won't either. He also said Raiders celebrations uh, could be actually taking place in 2021. The NFL still yet to outline its safety protocol for the upcoming season. Washington's NFL team has hired Terry Bateman as its new executive VP and chief marketing officer, the club announced. Bateman will assume the role immediately and lead the charge on a new name and logo alongside team owner Dan Snyder. 
Washington retired its name and logo last week after massive pressure from the sponsored investment firms and shareholders. No timetable has been announced. And uh, Antonio Brown once again retiring. Hey, yeah, we saw this one coming. Released by the New England Patriots in September. He says for this time it's real. The Toronto Blue Jays exploring the possibility of playing at Camden Yards in Baltimore, home of the AL East rivals, the Orioles, during the 2020 season. The Canadian government denying the Jays' request to play at Rogers Centre due to the pandemic. PNC and Pittsburgh would host the Pirates. Another option for the Jays in the NHL. Two players testing positive for COVID-19 out of 800 at training camp. 2,618 tests were administered over the first five days of Phase 3 in the return-to-play plan. John Carlson of the Caps, Victor Hedman of the Lightning, and Roman Josie of Nashville are the 2019-20 finalists for the Norris Trophy as the NHL's top defenseman. Patrice Bergeron, Sean Couturier, and Ryan O'Reilly for the Selkie. That gets given to the NHL's best defensive forward, Max Domi of the Montreal Canadiens, taking part in practice for the first time. He has type 1 diabetes. Uh, the exhibition series Toronto plays uh, Montreal July 28th the play-in series versus Pittsburgh takes place August 1st MLS we got one final NYCFC v Inter Miami one to nothing Inter Miami they toast NYCFC awaits their fate they hope to be one of the four teams in the best of three third place teams for the group stage MLS tonight we got Philly and Orlando EPL action Wolves leading Crystal Palace one to nothing early second half Everton beat Sheffield United one nil Brighton and Hove Albion and Newcastle played to a scoreless draw in Italian league Lazio and Juventus still scoreless I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News and betting update. Now back to Scotty Farrell with Rick Haro on the grid. All right, let me ask Cam a question, uh, and then we'll go right back to Rick. Uh, Cam, what is the deal? Why have they said that there's issues in Buffalo uh, as for the Jays playing there? Do you know what those issues are? Is, is that where they're going to end up? What about all this talk of them playing it? PNC and Pittsburgh, like some of the dates don't uh, mesh up. Like the Pirates and Jays both have home games on same days, same times, the whole deal. Why would they go there? Tell me what's happening. Yeah, the Baltimore one makes a lot of sense, Scotty, because uh, they don't have the same sked as the Orioles. As for Buffalo, it's not a real problem with Buffalo. It's the players. I got no problem with it. I told you I'd love to go to Buffalo, even if I can't go to the game. I told you the prices for booze is fantastic, and I can get some great chicken wings and pizza and roll back over the border, but they're not going to let me there, unfortunately. But you know what? It's actually the Jays players saying they want to play in a professional park. It has nothing to do with anything else. They don't want to play in a AAA ballpark. They want to play in a professional stadium, and as the schedule link up it looks like uh, the Orioles makes the most sense you're right they're talking about Pittsburgh but you know what this is just going to be for a little bit of a little bit of time too before they straighten things out the government's just not taking any chances hey Cam what's uh, Cam. On? is Cam can we let can we keep you there you, you don't have to you don't have to come over <laughs> the, uh, this side of the border oh, he- he- hello Rick what's happening man? Hi there. can we keep you from uh, from coming over well, we really need to keep you from coming over. <laughs> after that comment about the wings and the booze Scotty, can you do something? Can you keep him up in Toronto, please? Listen, uh, he is. Hey, they they he love is me is in the states, there, Rick. Come on now. Open, you know, oh, I, I should, you know I should, I, I should have a pass. I should let me right through. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Cam's going to come over and visit, and uh, I'm going to have you in town. And what he's going to do is he's going to beat your ass. How's that sound? <laughs> hey. Got that, <laughs> Let's pick it up. Uh, tell me about the uh, NFL players demands uh, to get back to, you know, training camp at the very least, because a lot of it, like the rookies are supposed to report they're being delayed. Uh, they're pushing back dates. What do they want? 
They want some protocol that guarantees their safety in an environment where nobody can guarantee anybody's safety. But there's not a whole lot of information the players have gotten because, for example, they're meeting today. The owners are, are physically working out the protocol deals with the players, which has happened in baseball, basketball and hockey. It's going to happen in football. The problem is we're running out of time. They've already canceled, as you know, preseason games one and four and two and three, which is supposed to be the home and home to give everybody at least one game. A lot of players are saying we want X number of hours of getting in football shape, but we don't necessarily want to play preseason games because every game we play right now increases our risk of getting the virus. So a lot of the issues relate to the key logistics to opening up. So when we talk about this next week, Hopefully a lot of these will be resolved because they're actually talking about it today and tomorrow. Rick, what is the difference? Uh, you know, I'm not trying to be clever here. What's the difference between playing preseason games or starting the season and playing and, you know, getting COVID? It, it doesn't matter if it's a preseason, regular season, or if it's an afterthought. Uh, it doesn't matter when they play. You can play flag football tomorrow. You could get it. Why do they think that playing regular season games is any less dangerous? Are there people, because it seems like there's a brew in the pot that's uh, percolating that they may not play. Well, there are some players. Russell Wilson was pretty outspoken. He said, you know, my wife is pregnant and I want to make sure that I'm safe. Not an illegitimate concern, by the way. And it's not an issue of whether you're more likely to get COVID if you're playing a preseason game versus a regular season game. It's just if you can avoid that physical contact twice uh, less, uh, then you have maybe uh, less chance of getting it. On the other hand, uh, people want to get in football shape. And the only way to get in football shape, some would say, is to play those preseason games. It doesn't affect the national TV contract, by the way, but it affects the local deals that the teams have cut with their own uh, local affiliates. You know, you hire the special broadcasters just for those games and on and on and on. So there are a lot of considerations on this one, but the primary one needs to be safety. Okay, uh, just now breaking, the NFL and the Players Association have agreed to daily COVID testing for the first two weeks of camp, after which they'll look uh, at the rates. If the rate drops below 5% for players and Tier 1, Tier 2 individuals, they'll move to every other day. Important uh, deal today. They'll test every day. Then they'll test every other day. So once again, massive testing. And they have come to uh, terms on a deal, the uh, Players Union and the league, about testing. So apparently, Rick, they've satisfied the PA side's appetite for some safety. Well, and I know because I talked to people an hour ago that they're still talking. And so the big issue is the testing protocol and letting people come into camp. And that was the one that would trigger every other discussion. There will be other discussions this week. That was the threshold issue. Based on what you just read, they passed the threshold issue. Now we'll see some of the details fall into place. Rick, uh, for the first time in 75 years, the Rose Bowl uh, parade has been canceled. I don't care about that parade. I care about the Rose Bowl. I have been to the Rose Bowl many times, as you have. It is a signature bucket list event that every sports fan should try at least once. It's an incredible experience. It's the most beautiful day of the year and the most beautiful place to be of the year in this country. 
is to be in Pasadena the day of that game. There's something about it. There, the weather, the sun, the whole deal in that canyon. It is the most amazing experience ever. And the first time I went ever, I thought it was so great. Because long before they ever let anyone buy beer at college football games, they always sold beer at the Rose Bowl. And I just thought that was fabulous. I went with my dad. I sat one row in front of Keith Jackson calling the Rose Bowl in the top of the 50-yard line. And, I mean, honestly, it was sexual. It is. It is the most uh, amazing experience as well. And I totally agree with you. I was at the uh, Texas uh, uh, USC. USC. Game. Yeah. And, and it was it was an amazing. I've been at a lot of them, as you know. But the reason why I put the Rose Bowl, the Rose Parade being canceled is I, I, I only care a little bit about the Rose Parade as well. But 10 months in advance, they thought, well, you know, maybe we can get it in because of 10 months of preparation. It's the volunteers. It's the non-social distancing. Plus, it takes a hell of a lot to get those floats done. So they said, let's wave the white flag right now. And again, it's not the parade, but it's the first entertainment event that's been postponed of any material consequence for 2021 already. So I'm a little nervous about what's coming. So tell me about personalized ads. They're not going anywhere. Pop-up ads. They drive you nuts. Yeah, well, yeah. 29% of the people surveyed said they're more likely to buy something if ads are personalized. And 43% say they want to see online ads personalized. Now, that's not just the sports industry. This comes from Ad Week. The important thing is, as we get more creative in advertising during COVID, you're going to see people care more about what they see on TV, what they see on Sports Grid, what they see on the Internet. And if you have a different way to present this stuff that's more creative, like more personalized, means more and more people are going to buy, more and more people are going to spend money, more money for television, more money for players, more money for the industry. So that's why it's important. Rick, how bad are ad budgets? How far are they down? Well, they're down about 7%, up to 8%, up to 12%. And not only that, we really thought that they were going to increase because of the political season. Uh, it's not just the ad budgets, but how they're spending money. Uh, 17% of those who are Olympic spenders say they're going to reinvest in other sports and 10% in news. They may go back to the Olympics next year, but they also aren't guaranteed to. So a lot of people said third and fourth quarter spending, we're putting money on hold. We're going to redirect the dollars. But again, because of television, because of the Internet, because of what we're doing right here, there's more and more proof that more and more people are watching, which is also good for the industry. NHL, they're having fans send in cheering contests like they're going to let them tape some kind of cheer for their teams and they're going to air them during the games. You like that or not? Why are you so cynical about that? I think that's kind of cool. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, I know because you'd rather be live to cheer your team on during the game, but that's not happening. The Panthers, the Rangers, the Jets, the Avalanche, the Blackhawks, all of them are asking for 30-second streaming, yelling, booing, and they're going to pipe that in to the games while the games are being played. Now, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it sure beats – sending the wrong bird as a chirping noise during the Masters, and it sure beats sending fake crowd noise in during the Premier League. So this is another opportunity to get fans who are actually supporting the team to say, hey, I'm hearing my scream. It sounds disgusting, but I'm hearing it on TV. Maybe it'll work. Oh, yeah. You I'll bet those, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I bet those little uh, demo tapes from those uh, Flyer fans are going to be really nice to listen yeah. to. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just going to be... 
Oh, they'll just be so clean. Just like uh, going to church. Uh, so MLS, uh, three of the teams, they were going to, uh, the expansion, three of them, they've held off on that. Is that about right? Charlotte. I got, I got less than a minute. Charlotte, St. Louis, and Sacramento—they're all holding off, so they can't be—they can't be doing it next year. They're trying to build their stadiums. Don Garber is saying we're going to do something and start playing in 2022 instead of 2021. So COVID's had an impact. How much are real estate projects getting screwed because of the COVID? Well, Cardinals and Cardish Company are opening their deal, but there are a two billion dollar privately funded deal in Oakland, which is possible to get done. And once the baseball season gets started, they'll resume plans, but not overnight. And real quick, 10 seconds, 15 tops on New Jersey betting back up the money that they're making. Most important issue of my stuff. Everybody is rebounding in New Jersey. But what is the key sport that's driving it? Table tennis, according to Colorado, five percent. You're betting on table tennis. Why? More games, more points. Just remember, you heard it here first. Bet on table tennis. Bet on ping pong. All right, I'll see you tonight on for all on a bench. Okay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. tell you like honestly the day that i bet on ping pong somebody just shoot me in the face <laughs> honestly I mean, you gotta have something wrong with you i, I don't care who you are i, I really don't I, if someone's religiously into that you can have a ham sandwich too i'll smack you in the face who bets on ping pong honestly like you gotta be <laughs> you wonder why you get a divorce i mean honestly i'd rather be in, i'd rather be in prison then have to deal with that. Where's all the money? Oh, honey, I had a rough night betting on ping pong. Are you kidding me? I'd rather bet on dogs and have a problem. Honestly, God, ping pong is the number one reason the profits are off. I mean, what is wrong with people? Honestly, I bet on well, sports, okay? That's not even a sport. I don't know what that is. That's drunk party. Uh, what is that? Is something you do? Is that like beer pong? What is ping pong? They bet on it? You got to be kidding me. Just remember, Garber it's like high. you always say. It's like you always say, Scotty, hide the money from your wife. Right? Believe hide me. The money from your wife. So you better hide the money from your wife. Where you want to hide the money from your wife. Let's get rolling here. What do you say? How about baseball is starting this week? Can you finally believe it, Scotty? We have made it. There are actual, you know, big major sports starting up this week. Major League Baseball starts on Thursday. The Dodgers and the Giants are two of those teams. They will play the nightcap. And last night, the reigning NL MVP, Cody Bellinger, he say, seems like he is ready to go. Let's hear him hit a grand slam off the Diamondbacks, courtesy of Sports two, two. LA. Bellinger turns on it, lifts it down the line to right, back towards the pole. Calhoun to the wall, a grand slam. And after all that consternation over the change in stance and change in setup, and trying to adjust back to a level of comfort, and the lights turn on, another team comes in, and the MVP launches a grand slam. A grand slam. 
what what was that? What's that call? Like, I mean, honestly, cheese ball. Hey, yo, can you sound any cheesier? I don't even know who that was, but it was the worst call of a Grand Slam I've ever heard in my life. I don't even care who it is. I really don't. Don't That's- even tell me his name. You suck. Then I'll give you. Then I'll give you one more home run from last night. This one from the Bronx, where the Yankees took on the Mets, courtesy of the Yes Network. That's right, Scotty. Giancarlo Stanton hits a monstrous homer. Your boy probably there wants to go. get into the home run party. And he does. Oh, he crushed it. See ya. Oh, into the bleachers. A monster shot by Giancarlo Stanton. And it's 6-0 Yankees. I mean, that's how you call a home run, right? What was the other guy doing? I mean, was that just dripping wet, that first home run call? Honestly, I should play that forever as how to not do it. I don't care who it is. It could be, that could be Vince Scully's nephew. And I'll say he sucks. I really I was will. just going to so say, I just did for like not, the third time. not exactly Vin Scully on the call there for the Dodger game <laughs> as mean, they got going against the Diamondbacks. Uh, more Yankee stuff for you. Not only did Gio Stanton hit that home run to make it six nothing, of course, uh, padding on there the stats for Gio in an exhibition game, but Aaron Judge with two more homers yesterday, Scotty. So Judge has heated up quite a bit since coming back from getting out on the wrong side of bed last week. Aaron Judge looks like he's ready to go. They will play the first game before the Dodgers on Thursday. Yankees and Nationals, Thursday night, Nationals Park. And I just got worded, who's throwing out the first pitch, Scotty? Who do you think it is? I'll give you one guess. Who is throwing out the first pitch for Nationals-Yankees Thursday night at Nationals Park? Dr. Fauci? Oh, he's only—he's been everywhere else. You might as well get him on the baseball field too to throw out the first pitch, right? Did you really not know? Was that a straight guess from you? Uh, give me the Dodger play-by-play job. Uh, uh. All right, here we go. Oh, the great doctor will be throwing out the first pitch Thursday night to me. Bellinger turns on it, lifts it down the line to right, back towards the pole. Calhoun to the wall, a grand slam. And after all that consternation over the change in stance and change in setup, trying to adjust back to a level of comfort, (laughs) the lights turn on, another team comes in, and Uh, the MVP launches a grand slam. A grand slam, and we're all constipated over the weekend. Domingo Herman (laughs) will Domingo Herman will not play for the Yankees this year. We knew he was suspended. He had posted on Instagram that he was done with baseball. He has since changed his mind, Scotty. Now he says he's not done with baseball. So I'm sure uh, maybe next year you'll see Domingo Herman back with the New York Yankees. Let's go to the Mets now and their manager, Luis Rojas, who put Yoenis Cespedes out in the outfield last night during that exhibition game. We did not think that we would see a lot of that. The manager says you might see just a little bit of it. Take a look. Right now, uh, you know, our hope is to play in both ends. Uh, obviously, I, I said before that the progression in the alpha is one that we need to keep on seeing. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance tonight uh, to go make a play, you know, stretch out in the outfield, come in and get into, uh, you know, one of those like communication plays as well, you know, to call off somebody and catch a ball. So nothing like that's happened yet, but we're looking to see that progression keep going throughout this week. We have three more games, like I said, and uh, but you know, we're we're hoping on Cespedes to have it on both ends, you know, by the start of the season. Have we not had enough problems with this guy's feet and legs 
to realize that, like, honestly, that I would no more let that guy play in the field than fly a kite. I want him to swing the bat, and that's bad enough in itself because then you start getting rib cage problems. Uh, the guy gets injured when the wind blows, so I wouldn't let him out in the field, Carver High. Has he not, like, broken his ankles and feet and everything else? Like, why would you put that guy out in the field? Like, I can see it already. Hamstrings, quads, feet plantar fascia, bone spurs, ankle swelling. This guy's had everything on his lower. I mean, you know what he would be? A poster child for the NHL lower body injury. Christ, who's making decisions over in Queens? The Dodgers play-by-play guy? Unfit to play is what he would be. I'm with you. I don't understand why you wouldn't just let this guy stand at the dish and rake. Um, Why you got him running around in the outfield with all the problems that he has had. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but hey, they're the Mets. They're going to do whatever it is that they want to do. You but Cam and Rick ass. Haro, they are stupid ass. I agree with you a hundred percent. You Cam and Rick Haro talked about the Blue Jay situation. As we know, they were denied by the right. government. They can't play at the Rogers Center. Uh, they might play in Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, Cam was spot on with this. Basically, Scotty, it comes down to the players want to play in major league ballparks. They don't want to go play in the rinky-dink AAA stadium in Buffalo that probably doesn't have uh, the big clubhouse and the sauna and all those things. So they want to play in a major league place, uh, and they're going to try to figure that out before they go to other options. Let's hear from Blue Jay manager Charlie Montoya, who says that they have to respect Canada's decision. You know, I, I respect the Canadian, uh, you know, government's decision. You know, uh, the Canadian government and and the Canadian people have done a great job with this virus, and and I, and I understand. I am grateful that they gave us a chance to to work out here because going into the season where we play. We're safe. We're, we're, we're healthy right now, just because we train here for for these two and a half weeks, and and you know you know how much I love Toronto. I would love to play here, but I understand all that, and 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 again, I'm grateful that that we're healthy going into the season, just because we train here. Yeah, you know, I don't know how it's going to work out. I have to see it to believe it, uh, and I also wonder. I'm skeptical about. Whether teams like, you know, you talk about the Pirates, the Orioles and ballparks like that, right? So let's say the Orioles are home and then here come the Jays in for three and then they use their ballpark. If you're the Orioles, are you not sketchy on, uh, you know, other teams coming in and using your facility, your locker rooms, your everything with this uh, pandemic going around, like the less people in the area, in the room, in the locker room, in the clubhouse, it, you know, anywhere in the stadium. Is that not a better idea? Like, what are we going to start running teams through here that don't play here? Uh, so you're going to play a team there for three days and then, Two, not, two more teams are going to come in and use your facility for three or four days. I mean, when is the complaining going to start? Because I know that's inevitable. Like, I don't understand why a team that owns a, a ballpark wants to share it with anyone. I really don't. Yeah, and then you get into a situation where it's not just them. You're talking about four teams. You know, you're talking about the two teams coming in for one game, the two teams coming in for the other. And if you have dates in Pittsburgh, like they were talking about, let's say that the Pirates are playing at one, and then they're going to get everybody out, and then they're going to bring the Blue Jays in to play at seven or eight o'clock at night. You're bringing four, potentially four teams into a stadium right. in one and day. It's just kind of and yeah. then the next day. 
And then the next yeah. day they got to play again and pick up. And then I, it'd be like, it'd be like, uh, here's an example. So your wife cheats on you, and then you come home and sleep in the bed that she just slept in with another guy. How's that sound? So now the baseball team's going to use the stadium, and then the next morning you're going to come in and get some of that reverb. That's how I see it. Everything's about chicks cheating on you. Be careful. Evil. I'm just kidding. Hide the money from your wife. I thought it was there a great analogy. Come on. <laughs> it, it was Come a good analogy. On, so we've got, like we said, all these games are starting this week, and now we have a lot of, Scotty, opening day pitchers. Everybody is announcing who they will be starting for their first game. Right. The Phillies will throw Aaron Nola. The Red Sox Loss. will throw Nasty nasty Nate Evaldi will go for the Red Sox. Loss. You've got Lucas Loss. Giolito. Giolito will start for the White Sox. You've got Charlie Morton will throw the first game for the Rays. And now, Scotty, let's hear from Shane Don't Call Me Justin Bieber, who starts opening day for the Indians. Let's hear from Bieber when he's going to start for them. I feel uh, really, really good. So I was able to put in some good work over the quarantine and and came here ready to rock. And, you know, I feel like we managed – uh, not only my build up, but pretty much everybody's build up really well over here. And uh, I feel like as a team, we're definitely ready to rock. And, and on a personal level, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for opening day. I'm ready to go. All right, there you go. Uh, Shane Bieber, who no one cares about at all. I thought I'd Shane, put that in there today. <laughs> don't call me Shane. Don't call me Justin Bieber throwing for the Indians on opening day. We'll see how he does. The biggest injury, Scotty, that has gotten more attention than anything I could ever imagine uh, before opening day is this Anthony Rizzo back injury for the Chicago Cubs. We have heard more updates on that than anything else. Here he is saying that he's positive that he's going to be good to go later this week, Scotty. Opening day does mean a lot to me to be the opening day starter for the Chicago Cubs. Um, and that's the goal. And I feel like with how I felt today and how I was moving today, um, it's it's definitely in the right direction to be in reality. Wow. I've never been so bored in my life for getting uh, daily updates about Anthony Rizzo. Uh, and did you see him one day? He was like sitting out in the bleachers by himself when they were uh, working out. Like it's all just too depressing for me. What about Rendon? Does he got an oblique? Yes, Rendon is dealing with an oblique injury. This is a little bit more concerning, I think, because we've seen all these guys now with the obliques, whether it be the judges, the Stantons, all these big ripped muscular guys. Uh, when they get that oblique, sometimes it can linger, Scotty. And we it seems like Trout's going to go, right? I mean, we're a couple days to opening day, and we have not heard Mike Trout uh, with the opt-out stuff. I mean, that might change when his wife has the baby. But if they do not have Trout and then they possibly do not have Rendon as well, all of the big talk that we have heard about the Angels, Scotty, might uh, go down the drain. Can we just get her to hold off on having this baby for 60 games? Can we get the season in? Can she just, like, cooperate? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, I'm just uh, kidding. The, the <laughs> Twins... The Twins are very excited, Scotty, to unleash Josh Donaldson this week. That was their their big signing. They brought him in to add him to a team that won the AL Central last year. Does Donaldson make the Twins, who are right now the big betting favorite in the Central, a player in the American League? Well, if he plays like he did uh, in Atlanta and what we've seen him do when healthy in Toronto, yes. I mean, the guy can definitely uh, put up numbers, so... I think that is a very interesting ad for the Twins. They're a dangerous team. The problem is they can't win in the playoffs ever. 
Simple as that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Always exciting. The fan question. You can uh, text us, tweet us, uh, just go to at Pharrell on grid or at Scott Pharrell and uh, send in your questions and uh, we'll get you on the air. So Fuzzy in Pittsburgh writes, Hornquist and eight other Penguins cleared to rejoin the Penguins camp. But where is Sid Crosby? Well, I think that's an interesting situation, to say the least. Uh, Here's the deal. He left uh, training camp the other day, right? And he never returned. So uh, the only thing you can surmise from all of that is that he's got an injury. And obviously, if he's injured, they will hide that until uh, the day is blue. Uh, Forget about uh, he's unfit to play or lower body or upper body. They'll just pretend like he vanished off the face of the earth because they want nothing to do with reporting that uh, Crosby's injured. And if he's injured uh, and can't go at the start of this thing, I mean, you got to remember, Carver High, they're playing this short series with uh, Montreal. Anything can happen. And if they don't have Crosby on the ice, they're clearly not the same team. I, getting Gensel back's huge. Malkin was playing great all year. If you know they, they have more talent than Montreal, certainly up the middle. I don't know. It might be even in goal, but I still don't think Price is what he was. Does that not kill them without Crosby, Carver High? Yeah, absolutely it kills him. It would be a, a big problem if they don't have him. Now, he left the scrimmage over the weekend, and he has not come back the last two days. Uh, I saw your friend Mark Madden in Pittsburgh. He tweeted out that he talked to somebody who says it's no big deal, and they're just being very cautious with it. They know that they have time. They have a week and a half before they have to actually play, and they're just you know not putting Sid out there and pushing him full force. Well, I trust uh, Mark. He's a a great uh, insider with the Penguins, that's for sure. I just cannot believe we're this close uh, to playing hockey and the NBA. I'm like licking my chops. That's all I know. Let's go. Drop the puck. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 